of the United Spurs of America podcast, joined by your host as always, he's Jacob, I'm Michael, coming to you live, post-match, live reaction, following a nil-nil draw for Tottenham against Brentford on the road in the Premier League. One point shared by both sides today, and for Tottenham, that means they fall into fifth place in the Premier League table. Arsenal following a three, or what was it, 4-1, four, 3-1? Four, one, three, one, three, one, I think. 3-1 three, victory at home against Manchester United. Um, helped them leapfrog Tottenham. Now into fourth. So both teams now, 33 games played. Arsenal 60 points, Tottenham 58. Jacob, damn it, man. Damn it. Damn it, man. Damn. Damn. I would say how you doing, but I know how you doing. Because it's the same feeling that i'm feeling and the only thing that would have made it worse only thing is if we would have waken up at 5 30 in the morning again you know that is the one thing that i exactly was thinking at halftime if we had the same exact looking uh you know performance but uh, luckily we didn't concede right there at the end we almost did ivan tony almost had a header harry kane also almost had a bicycle after that uh there were some good points where we you know, we showed some things, but overall, what the hell were we watching? I don't know, man. Um, I'll tell you what we were watching, actually. I have an answer. 90 minutes of football with no shots on target once again. Two games in a row now, 180 minutes, no shots on target. And with that being said, we want to bring in a friend of the pod, hey, Tottenham hey, very hey, own Shy. Hey, Just hey, got back hey, from Denmark. Hey, He's hey, feeling hey, the, the Danish hey. vibes, the Ericsson and Hoybier vibes. But without further ado, we'd like to welcome in Shy. Shy, I wish we could we could be welcoming you welcoming you in, excuse me, under better circumstances, but Tottenham uh, nil, Brentford nil. Initial boy, reactions, boy, my friend. Boy. First of all, good to see you, man. Good to see you. Yeah, you're you're, you're brightening my day. Thank you very much, my friend. Yeah, good to see you guys. I wish it was under better circumstances. I mean, it feels like a loss, doesn't it? Feels like that. It does. Um, yeah, it does. I just, you know, you see what Arsenal have done in two games. We knew what we had to do today. Obviously, the the United game was a disappointing result for us, but we knew what we had to do. We knew yeah. what we had to do today. We had to go out there and really make a statement and try and produce a win. Yet again, another poor first half. Yeah, another poor first half. After you know, after what Iggy said yesterday, we need to start strongly. And yet again, it was another poor first half. You know, not acceptable. Wing backs again, not acceptable today. Ineffective. Ineffective. Yeah, absolutely. Useless. For that system, you have to have two good wing backs, and we just don't have it. We just don't have it. If I had any positivity today about it at all, it would be we didn't lose and the second half was marginally better. But, man, we could have lost that game so easily. And you brought up a really good point yesterday on the stream, Shy, um, with Tottenham away. You mentioned how we really needed a reaction during halftime 
if we did have a poor first half. We ended up having a poor first half once again against Brentford. Mm-hmm. We go into halftime, no changes made, no subs. We did look a little bit brighter, I will I, I will admit to that, but again, largely ineffective changes or, or any sort of changes really from the first half to the second. It really wasn't until, what, the 75th, 70th minute exactly, where we started to Michael. see a little bit I mean, more oomph? This, this, this is the thing I've got with Conte a bit, you know? It, it didn't happen in that last game against Brighton. The changes were too late. There wasn't no change of formation. Everything was much of a muchness. And it was, again, the same today. I, I've, I think I've got to a point where I think he actually doesn't trust the subs. I think he if he must feel that, you know what, we'll be better off with what we've got on the pitch than bringing on Lucas. Or, but I mean, Bergwijn didn't even get a sniff today. That's yeah. that's what you know? baffled me. I, I was sitting there texting Michael like around the 65th minute when we were still not doing anything because I was like, okay, we're either going to see some subs at halftime, which we didn't see. And okay, I was like, okay, maybe we're going to change something. Maybe something's going to change. And nothing really changed. And about like the 65th minute, 60th minute, I was like, okay, I want to see some subs. Give me Lucas. Give me Bergvine. Give me anybody. Um, And I think, I wonder if it is true, you know. Does he just not trust the subs? What I think it must be that, you know. I think Bergvine's gone at the end of the season. There's no doubt about that now. I think think for uh, himself, he needs to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For his own playing career. Like Joe Rodon. Joe Rodon needs to leave. You know, he's a young, up-and-coming defender. And if he's not getting a game at Spurs or any minutes, he needs to go for his own purposes. Exactly. You know, if he's not good enough, he's not good enough, fair enough for Spurs. But he needs to be let go. You can't Guys, be wasting think... a player's uh, career like this. It's, it's not right, in my opinion. The but, one change, um... the one change we made. Excuse me, shy. Um, yeah, no, of course. Don't don't mean to interrupt you there. The no, one change not... that I was just like, "What are we doing?" And it and it goes along the lines of what you were saying, shy. That he just doesn't trust the substitutes that he has available. Was when he brought Sanchez on for Sessegnon, and essentially moved <laughs> Davies up to left wing back role when we had Regulon on the bench it just goes to show you that he would rather play Ben Davies at left wing back rather than a quote-unquote more natural player in Regulon I think we're all scratching our heads weren't we when he's like Sanchez come what (laughs) it's like we want to try and win this game when he's bringing Sanchez on that that to me is not a sub that's not that's not a sub you make if you're trying to win the game that's it was like the Harry Winks sub yeah, it same reaction. Very... It was like, God damn, again. And, and that was our first sub, and that's what baffled me. And then Lucas Moore mm. comes on. I even texted you. I was like, okay, well, I still think he needs more than ten minutes to play the game. And it's he didn't what, come five? on till the eighty-six minute, yeah. four or five minutes. Like, that's not enough for anyone to make a difference. I'm Michael. You know this, shy. If you've tuned into a lot of the live streams, I'm sure you've heard me say the same sentiment that I fully, wholly trust Antonio Conte. I'm questioning it. I'm wondering mm-hmm. where we're at now. I'm wondering where how I'm supposed to feel because to me, something had to have changed and nothing changed. Yeah. It just seemed like I, I can't understand how two games in a row, Brighton and Brentford, you have a whole ass week to prepare for that match and you don't even get a shot on target. You have two shots off target in the first half of today. What is that? What is that? My son has never played a video game in his life. I guarantee if I put a controller in his hand, he could have more than two shots on goal in FIFA. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, it's mm. sad. To me, I try to look at positives, right? And this is, we don't usually, Michael and I, we don't usually record straight away after a, after a match or yeah, especially after a defeat. But, man, 
I just I couldn't help but say like, man, we got to record right after this because I just feel like when when do we say enough is enough? I know we can only ride with who we got, but where do we go from here? Is top four completely gone? For me, it's not. It's still a mathematical possibility. So for me, it's still on. It's always going to be on until the, it ain't. The problem for me, though, Jacob, is look at our next two fixtures, man. We got Leicester and then Liverpool and yeah. then the North London Derby. These next three games are huge. And we we're on the mm. we're we're gonna go into that Leicester match on the back of 180 minutes of no shots on target football. That's what worries me, and that's why I'm doubting now whether we're gonna be able to make top four or not. Shy, how are you feeling? These these fixtures are gonna be tough. Exactly, no, 100. percent Think you remember what I said last night on, on Tottenham away? I said um, it worries me that that performance is still in us, like last week's performance. Before that, you know, we were flying high, scoring goals. Not we had a full week, many. Shy, to exactly. prepare for this match. 100%. And, you know, I was hoping last week would have, would have been a one-off. But yet again today, we proved it isn't a one-off. And that's the worrying part. Are we going into the, the last five games now in this kind of form? Which yeah. means we're going to blow it. We're going to blow it. You know, I, I said <laughs> we need to change our badge from, you know, to there is to do it into it's the hope that kills you. Honestly, <laughs> I think we should change the badge from that to that because it happens every time, boys, doesn't it? It happens every time they give you hope. They just, they just, you know, they take your legs away from you. They do it every time, and it's not only so do you have our performances the last few games, the last two games in particular. But I mean, I, I hate to say this because I really hate credit giving any sort of credit to them. Look at Arsenal's last two wins on the road at Stamford Bridge at up. home against United, up. like. Come on. No, exactly. They stepped up. They did what was necessary, and we we knew what we had to do, and we didn't do it. It's as simple as. But, you know, it's not over yet. You know, we can't say it's over yet. It's not over yet. We just got to pray and hope that he can get into the players this week and just drum something into them. But, I mean, I'm sorry. Emerson today was absolutely shocking. He was he was so poor today. Can I say one thing in his defense that I saw one thing today that I thought was I he I texted it, it sucked it really did suck because we were talking Michael and I were texting a little bit before the match and I was like you know what I I'm just like I don't want to write off Emerson yet he's 22 young dude I don't want to write him off yet and you know we were just kind of like yeah he's young but he's been dog meat so like whatever yeah. we moved on um, and there was a moment in the game. I don't know what minute it was, but he played the ball and then he also caught one on the chest and played a nice ball to Harry Kane. Uh, but Harry Kane was pretty smothered in the box, so he didn't get a great shot off and it was blocked. But if Harry Kane had made a goal there, that's an assist. But then immediately right after that instance, he gets sauced. He got, he got he sauced. got sauced. He got roasted, didn't he? He, right he got roasted. I'm yeah, pretty sure after the game, he legally had to give his boots to that man because he took them. <laughs> he took them from him then and there. Well, he said, I'll you let guys, you borrow these the rest of the match, but you got to give them to wow. me after the game. Guys, you bring up good points, and let's go ahead and get into it. It's a good segue into this next part that I wanted to discuss. It is the wingbacks. So we already mentioned how um, Sanchez came on late on in the match. He was our first sub. Pushed Davies up to left wing back and took off Sessegnon. First of all, Sessegnon coming into the into the 11 for the first time in a in a little bit. He's been out with injury and stuff like that. Regulon named on the bench to start the match. Doesn't get any minutes off of the bench either. Like Not we said, one. Sanchez comes on, 
Davies moves to that left wing back role instead of Regulon. On the other end, we've already kind of talked about and touched on it. Emerson, very, very ineffective for the majority of the game. This is a big worry, guys. Like, this is a huge worry, especially with the system that we play and how yeah, reliant we are, are for our wing backs to play well. Shy, I'm going to kick it off to you first, man. I know you already mm. said that you were disappointed with Emerson, but even the substitution, you don't even bring Regulon on. This left wing back position is now a big, big concern for me. Yeah, I mean, the only thing with Regulon, I thought I heard something that he picked up a knock or an injury. That's the only thing okay. that I, I think I might have heard that. Another one. Don't quote Jesus. me, but I think I might have heard that. Another but, one. Our yeah. left wing backs are but, DJ Khaled there at the left wing back. Yeah, do you remember DJ I said Kulisevsky was, was earmarked as a possible right wing? And he went there, didn't he, today, to, towards the last part of the game? He actually went to right wing back, didn't he, when Lucas came on? Yep. Um, now, listen, we've said it 100 times. For this system, you need good wing backs, and we don't have them. It's that, yeah. it's that simple. We don't have them. This summer, we need to be investing in two proper wing backs that can play the position correctly, yeah, and can put in crosses and dangerous balls because if it's not coming through the center i mean how frustrating was it today even in that second half when we were pressing them pressing them getting the ball hadn't possession outside their box and we just couldn't find a decent ball into the front three we couldn't find it every time we're knocking it sideways knocking it wide knocking it back in knocking it wide. we can't get a decent crossing we can't find the front players it was so frustrating so mm -hmm. frustrating we just did I mean, you remember we said yesterday, would we have a plan for Christian Eriksen? Did we? <laughs> Did we have a plan for Christian Eriksen? The first Erickson? half, it didn't look like it. Because, my God, that guy had so much space today to play in. He literally yep. picked was... the ball up all over the pitch and did literally what he wanted to do with it. I saw in the first five minutes, I was like, okay, Kane's pressing him. Hoybier's pressing him. And then it was like after the fifth minute, they're like, you know, we'll just let yeah, him drift. We'll let him drift. <laughs> we'll let him drift wherever he wants to go. And to me, I was like, okay, I guess Christian Eriksen now is just getting bubbles and bubbles of space. And, I mean, we saw what that – when we're talking about the weanbacks, though, honestly, I have to say I thought Emerson – if you're comparing the two that we saw today, I thought Emerson performed better for us. Than Sessignon, I was pretty disappointed in Sessignon. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. What do you? What do you? Do you want pee pee? You want poo poo? It's the same thing. It's all dirty, <laughs> nasty. You don't want it. it. Goes in the toilet. You flush it. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, it just sucks. It sucks because Michael, you and I had talked about this when Reggion was on, and then we saw some Sessignon. I was like, you know what? Ryan's asking a good question of us, like should we consider him at the left wing back position over Sergio because of what we were seeing? And that had slowly started cre creeping in and we talked about it more and more. And then it became like, okay, we can't rely on Reggion. Cessna Young is a better option. And then it's like, okay, he got injured. Well, now Reggion's all we got. And then Daugherty. So this, this leads me to this. We weren't this bad when Matt Doughboy was playing for us. Is he the... And that's a concern. Yeah, if exactly. Doughboy's injury I don't is even going to, to affect us that much for top four, then that is I, I don't I don't know what to say, man. But it exactly. but legitimately it is kind of getting to, to that point Arsenal. though, Jacob, of the of begging the question. Because you you're right. We were a completely different team with Doughboy in at left wing back um than we are right now. It's just mind blowing to say that that injury might derail our. I mean, our I think in the only thing I can say in, in Ryan Sessignon's defense is that he's been out for a long time. This is his first game back. That is literally the only defense that I can give him. 
you know, but at this point in the season, you have still. to be able to jump in right no, away. And, and that, that's the unfortunate part is that you don't have the luxury mm-hmm. of getting acclimated again, that grace period. No, there yeah. is no grace it's, period it's with six games time, left in, yeah. the, in the year. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. But can't, then again, like, what do we... At this point, I'm just ready. Put Bergvine and and uh, uh, Lucas at the wingbacks if this is what we're going to get because at least they'll get forward, you know what I mean, and, and do mm-hmm. something. There was also a first touch that Emerson had that was atrocious. Kulisevsky played him into the box. Maybe I the remember. pass was too strong. Yeah. I didn't read yeah, it. Was a bit it. Strong it was a bit strong. Fair. It was yeah. a bit of a strong pass, to be fair, but. I mean, you I know, still feel I mean, like you can handle listen, that. Listen, he's a Brazilian. You should be able to take those balls. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, Shai. That's a very yeah. good point. It's, just, it's, it's really disappointing because this Sessegnon is, is someone I've rooted for and rooted for. And I'm like, well, just give him his chance. Give him his chance. He gets his chance. I'm like, give him another chance. And how many chances I got to ask? We don't have no, – I, I have little hope for our wingback position at this point. I say throw anything at the wall and whatever sticks, just go with it. It's going to be the death of us. It is It is the death of us. It has See, been. See, you, yeah. you know, I know how much you love Traore, Jacob, you know. And listen, if you're going to convert him into a wing back, I don't see why Bergwijn can't play that position because he'd probably have similar. the same kind of attribute, attribute sorry, as uh, Traore, to be honest. Whether smaller, he doesn't want yeah. to. That's another thing. Maybe he did ask him there. Maybe he doesn't want to play there. I don't know. But surely that must be a better option than what we've got, you know? Yeah. And, you know, if he doesn't want to play the position, I would say, okay, do you want three minutes or do you want 90? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. That That's what it all comes down to. Like, we need you to do X, Y, and Z for the team. And if he doesn't want to do that, then good. I'm glad he's not getting minutes if that's the case. Mm-hmm. But we're speculating, so we don't know. Yeah, exactly. But I think – you know, if I'm if, if I'm in his shoes and the coach is saying either you go to the wingback position or you get three minutes as a sub, maybe, not even today, Lucas Moore barely even squeezed into the ninety minutes. I don't understand it. I don't I know I know we're talking about a different subject and I go back to the subs, but I'm struggling to understand. Well, well we can get let's get into it. Let's talk, let's talk about the attack as well, unless you guys had anything else to touch on for the, the wing back roles. I, I wanted to get into the attack next. So mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, obviously, Lucas Moore, like we already mentioned, really only got five, six minutes with added time included of, of action today. Sonny Kane and Kulizewski starting up top, the, the front three once again, but second game in the row, very, very ineffective. Guys, I was super-duper disappointed with Harry Kane's start today. I think it was his first four touches that he he received passes to, either in the midfield or at the top of the box all intercepted or he he gave the ball away. I was super disappointed in his start. Sonny was really the only bright spot for me in in terms of the front three um, today. Kulazewski, for me, largely ineffective as well. Jacob, I'll I'll kick it off to you to begin, but man, zero shots on target, really no chances until the second half again. It's disappointing. This is something I predicted on yesterday's live stream. Shout out Tottenham away on YouTube. Hit the sub, like. If you're watching this on United Spurs of America YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe, please. We're trying to get to a hundo. We haven't said anything we'll do once we get to a hundo, but... I'm not shaving my head again. I'm I'm not going to eat a hot chip. I'm too old. I don't want to mess with my bowels like that. But shout out to Rez and Colin. They do the hot chip challenge. Um shamelessly away from this plug i'm gonna say that it felt like 
when I was predicting this on the stream yesterday that there was a legitimate chance for this to be a high-flying, high-scoring game because I was like, they're not going to sit back and just let us bring the pressure. They're going to bring the pressure to us. I thought we would respond to that well like we do to Man City. You know, um, mm. I, I feel like when a team pushes us, we usually push back and we have something on the counter or in like a counter buildup. Today it just seemed like they were pushing us and pushing us and we were just kind of taking it. And we didn't fight back, especially in that first half. I don't know what the hell I was watching. It reminded me of whenever I was half awake watching that Brighton game at 530 in the morning. It's just like the second week in a row that this happens, that our front three can't do anything. And we're going on and on about how great this front three is. Question, question mark, best front three in Europe, best front three in the league. What, what are we talking about here? And now look at us. It's like just completely 180. It's a complete just change of direction from where we were heading. And, mm. you know, <laughs> I, I like to look at, excuse me, I like to look at trends and, and the way things are going. And we were on an uptrend. Arsenal was on a downtrend. And now we've somehow reversed that. Right? Well, we've so, yeah. I feel like, I'm going to say this now, there's a good chance it could get reversed again and we just sneak up into top four. It's very possible. Man United aren't out of it. We're four points ahead of them. I'm definitely glad. There's something you said, Shy, at the very beginning. The only positive to really take away from this is the fact that we didn't lose. Yeah, and yeah. To, be fair, to be fair, there were chances I felt like maybe we did deserve to lose. Hugo was standing on his head at one point. And then also Great getting, save in the first half again. And then the crossbar was coming in heavy. I, I also consider the crossbar an appendage of the goalkeeper. So, therefore, good job, Hugo, with them saves. Crossbar was arguably our second best defender. Today. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> but again, um, boys, why are we not marking Ivan Tony at set pieces? Well, he got away from us like three times, no one near him. He's Emerson like their, Royale their, their, their was their on work, him. That's you not know, what you want in a set. Yeah, both, it, both sides of our set piece, attacking and defending, were shocking today. Again, again, I, I was, I, I was very surprised that they did not end up scoring on one of those set piece chances, mm. Brentford, because it was bad. Me personally, also, as a coach, I'm, I, I'm not a, an advocate of zonal marking. I, I really don't like it. I prefer man to man all day. They just long. look confused. You can mm. tell that they look confused. Everyone didn't. They, they, I was wondering, like, is language an issue out there? Because it seemed like they were not on the same page. There was at one point two defenders going for the same clearance and with their heads. I was like, y'all are going to knock each other out trying to clear this ball. That's not what a top four team does. A top four team has communication. They work together. And it just seemed like we were so far apart from each other. We were not on the same page. There was even a moment where Kane and Son came. It looked like Son was waiting for Kane to make a run. And Kane was kind of waiting for Son to make a run. And Sun didn't really know what to do with the ball, and they were both right there, and it got held up, and we lost possession. You mm. know what I mean? That's just a per prime example of what the hell are we doing? I, I was watching something before kickoff. Uh, BT Sport or something put out an interview with uh, Erickson, and he was going on about, oh, I know what I know what it takes to break the connection between Sun and Kane. Now, I don't know if he's right, but if you look at today, he must be right because whatever the hell was going on wasn't working. Harry Kane's passing. 64% accurate passing on the day. That's not good. That's not Harry Kane. Not that's not him. That's not the, the beautiful midfield play that we've seen from Harry Kane. So, yeah. I mean, boys, I've got, I've got a question for you. I mean, when we have been 
trouncing teams and doing really well. Kane has had that space in the middle of the pitch to pick the ball up, turn, pick a pass, look for Sundan one side or look to Kulisevsky the other. When he's got that time and space in the middle of the park to do it. Since we've played Brighton and Brentford, both of them seem to have nullified that kind of option for us. Do you think that's kind of why we've been stifled? Because Kane has not been given that space to play the way that he has been the previous games when he hasn't been picked up in that area. I think it's both that and also the players around him not stepping up enough or not making those runs or, you know... Your teammates can create space for you along with you creating space for yourself. You would obviously know this, Shai. Mm. Um, I just don't think Kulazewski or Sonny have been effective enough off the ball to create space for Kane. I think mm-hmm. Sonny did a very, very good job today. Um, I just think Kane played a little bit poorly, in my opinion. But again, Kulazewski, two games in a row where he really has struggled to get going. Yeah. He, the teammates around Kane are not allowing him to create space for himself, and they're also not creating space for him as well. Uh, so I think there's two parts into that, but mm-hmm. even when Kane had his chances today, he just, it didn't look like himself. Like I mentioned, he- it, it was, what, the first 20 minutes, I think he had um, four passes played into him, and he lost the ball all four times um, that he got it at his feet. So it was a mixture of both today. But it, mm-hmm. you're right, Shai. When Harry Kane is not... When he doesn't have that space and when he's not creating, when he's not, you know, giving those chances to Sonny or Kulusevsky who are making those runs, it's a totally different Tottenham side than what we, we saw. We don't today. seem to have another plan. If, if he can't do that, there's nothing, you know, then you rely on your wing backs to do something and clearly or that's your, not happening either. Or your midfield behind them. And Benton, Cora, mm. and Hoybier today were mediocre at best. Yeah. Okay. How was, Two how games was, in a row. I'm curious about, I, I know we're going to get on the midfield in a little bit, so I want to say this last thing about Harry Kane, but you got me thinking... Why was Hoybier like our most forward creative passer in the midfield over Bentancur? Usually, ben, usually, usually it's the other way around. One of the problems, I guess. Um, but but back to Harry Kane real quick. Harry Kane, whenever he went away to Augusta, right? I was pretty critical of him. I was pretty harsh on the guy. He didn't go to Augusta this week, but he still looked like he went to Augusta this week. I'm, <laughs> so, what, what what what's going on? Is he okay? Is Harry Kane all right? It's hard, to, it's hard to know, isn't it, really? I'm, what I don't I'm, understand I'm curious. is... I, I want to ask both of you this question yeah. because, one, um, Harry Kane is one, is one of, if not the favorite player of Michael. I don't want to speak for you, Michael, but... and and Shai, You're yeah. a coach, so you can see this from a coaching perspective. What, what, does, what do we need to do to get Harry Kane to play well again? Is it Harry Kane? You know, I, I know we were kind of talking about this earlier, but... I'm just really struggling to understand why it's been three, four games now where we're really struggling to see an impact from Harry Kane. I think, me personally, I just think he's not being allowed to do what he wants to do. You know, where in the other games, he was allowed to pick up that ball deep, turn on it, spray the passes wide, spray the passes in behind and literally do what he wants to do. And then the other teams didn't seem to pick up on him quick enough, whereas now he seems to have been sussed out especially Brighton against Brighton. You know, they, they nullified him completely yeah. with Basuma in there. And the um, same thing kind of happened today. He's not, he's not, you know, picking up the ball in the right place and doing what he wants to do, in my opinion. I think that's what's going on with him. But, yeah, I mean, how, how does a team that banging four goals, five goals, this, that, the other, go from that to no shots on target in two games? 
I mean, it's, is it's Thomas Frank and is Thomas Frank and Graham Potter just that much better of a mastermind than Antonio Conte? Well, it's, it's hard to it, you wouldn't like to think so, but then again, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. <laughs> I do rate Thomas Frank as a manager. I've got to be no, honest. I, 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 I love I what like he's done with Brentford. Yeah, Frank. yeah, absolutely. I think Thomas Frank is an awesome manager. But if you put I mean, the three up against today, the they wall, they played us off the park, Brentford at some plate and some points in that first half. Yep. If you put all three of them up against the wall, though, and you're like, all right, bring in oh. one, bring in your team, I feel like nine out of ten people are going to pick Antonio Conte and Absolutely. that one outlier being like a Absolutely. family member. No, I, I totally agree. So I totally agree. It's, it's disappointing. I guess that's my point. Very I'm just disappointed. disappointed. I feel like Antonio Conte can come up with something, but is he? why isn't he? Is it the players? Is it him? I, I don't know. I don't want to, like, go and – blame Conte or blame I'm just curious like what the hell's going on what am I watching I'm guessing we haven't heard any post-match comments yet from him we haven't, we haven't no, had time to I haven't anything seen anything yet. online yet since we've been mm. recording anyway boys I'm gonna have to jet I'm afraid but thank you for letting me on I appreciate sounds good Shai thank you for joining the pod my friend you're more than welcome and take care guys I'll catch up with you soon yeah alright yes, up take the lads let's get it let's get it come on you Spurs though yeah, come on, you Spurs. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Get in. See Thanks you later, for joining, Shai. Cheers, guys. Bye. All right, Jacob, you want to cover the midfield and then uh, do we even do man of the match and BDE at this point? I feel I've like got... the man of the match is the final whistle for me. <laughs> I mean, we could just do it right, right here, right now. Um, man of the match, Hugo, BDE, either the goalpost or... Christian Romero. A little different. We usually save this for the end, but this is an unenthusiastic un <sighs> selection here. from the Man of the match, I got to go Hugo as well. To be fair, saved two points for us, arguably. Um, and so did the crossbar. BDE, man. Hugo again, I guess? <laughs> Jesus Christ. A question mark? We're no shots on here. target, man. And... Not a whole lot of positive performances out there today. It's it's tough. It's tough. Let's let's cover the midfield, my friend. Yeah. You already touched on it a little bit about how Hoybeer was getting forward a little bit more often um, than Bentoncourt was, but largely ineffective once again today. I felt like they were kind of forced to do more than they were asked because of how ineffective the wingbacks were. I felt like none of the chances created came from the outside, and everything was kind of like funneling and bottlenecking down into the middle and that's where i think it kind of got congested and tight especially in the attacking third but what were your overall thoughts man um you know when it comes to having to compensate for the lack of ability there on the wings i think that puts a lot of stress on our midfield and as well as uh ben davies and christian romero like it's just evident you see how many times christian romero is out of position covering for royale's lack of ability to defend so it's really or hard just to getting higher than them too, higher up the pitch. Mm -hmm. Romero, one of the one of Kane's opportunities came from a Romero um, pass into the attacking third. Yeah, it was like a long. Yeah, yeah, was, he stood it up and and took it. It was nice. It was like the deflected. It, it deflected behind for a corner or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jansen, I think, slid and it hit off him. Went over net. Yeah, I remember that. You know, your center back. It's great if they're a great passer. It's it's amazing. Like that's just an added bonus. But your great passer's gotta come out of the midfield or the wing back 
wings, feeding your striker. Um, I mean, I think that's telling when one of your best passes into the box was from a center back and not one of these other guys. But I noticed Bentenko just looked like he was just trying to manage the game. Like he wasn't trying to do – whereas before the performances we were seeing where we were like, yes, yes, we like this guy, we were seeing creativity, confidence, kind of just like manipulating the game in the mm-hmm. midfield. And now it seems like he's regressed. Maybe it's he's getting different instructions. I don't know. But it seems like he's regressed a little bit into just a more of a winksy style, if you will, where he just takes the ball in, pass it back. Oh, you brought it to me, pass it there. You brought it back, give me a pass it back. You know what I mean? It just seems like very toned down to what we're used to seeing from Bentenkur. Yeah. And it's disappointing. When Hoybier is trying to pass more uh, creatively than you, um, that this is why we brought him in. This is why we want him on this squad because he's shown us that he is, he can be that creative midfielder for us. It's just like, where is that? His passing numbers are great, right? 62 out of 68, 91%. That's fantastic. But it, when you're passing it back half the time, it's going to look good. You know, Hoybier, better percentage passing and more passes. More, I mean, I guess. It's just it's hard. I don't want to compare these two guys because they're not working against each other. They're not competing against each other. So it's like, you know. But I, I can only go off of what I saw, which was nothing. I saw nothing creative from them. Now Hoybier, he did a lot of what I expect Hoybier to do, which is just standing up, getting in the way, being a pest, kind of annoying the opposition. I I from Bentenkur, I expect to see some creativity, some some production, some helping connecting plays to the forwards. Just, uh, I didn't see it, man. I really didn't see it. Yeah, just mediocre all around, really, man. For me, all all thirds of the pitch, attacking, defense, midfield, it's just not good enough. The good thing is, is that we have, what, probably seven, six days of preparation, of pure preparation until next Sunday's match against Leicester City. So like I said already, I alluded to it a little bit earlier in the pod. Next three matches... Leicester at home, at Anfield, and you return home for the North London Derby. So if you're Spurs, man, you've really put yourself into a corner at this at this point in the season. I mentioned it two day, two games ago before the the Brighton match. If you remember, Jacob, I said these ne- these next three matches are super duper important, and we need nine points out of nine in order to put us in the best position possible. Maybe possibly with some cushion as well, mm-hmm. in hopes of getting top four. We've gotten one out of six so far. And I even said it yesterday on the live stream where I said, I'm starting to feel like maybe four points or more is a little bit more realistic. And it turns out that at this point, that's the maximum that we can get from these three games. Yeah, before Liverpool. So you got a full week of training, of preparation before Leicester City on Sunday. But um, until then... It's it's gonna be a disappointing one to, to kind of savor and 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 think over for the next few days, man. At least the next twenty four hours. Definitely, definitely, this one's gonna suck over the next twenty four hours. But you know, we're we're gonna get through it. Like you said, we got six days to prepare. Uh, I try to wash, rinse, repeat, and just focus on the next game because obviously we can't change anything that happened in the ninety that just just occurred, unfortunately, in front of our eyes. I want to say this though, I feel like we could still get a tie at Anfield. I don't think it's impossible. We just sit back and absorb, I and mean, we we let other people do it. 
you know, maybe get one chance. But we've all accounted for already losing that, right? We've already accounted for getting zero points there. If we don't get a win at home versus Leicester, there's no hope for top four. North London Derby at this point is just for pride. Um, Because I don't think we lose at home to Leicester and then we go get anything from that Liverpool game. I think our confidence is so low at that point. But, you know... God, it's really hard because I'm trying to get the positives, you know. I'm trying to I'm trying to pull them out of something. If there is any sort of positivity going into this next week, it's that Arsenal do play on the road at West Ham. So it is on, possible bubbles. that they could possibly lose Come some points on, there. You but bubbles. Yeah, man, it's going to be tough. Final West... thought for today, Jacob, before we wrap up? My final thought for today is I'm thankful that we have Christian Romero on our team because if we didn't have him, who knows what that would have been a 3-0 loss if we had Sanchez or anyone else out there. Uh, Romero has shown again, despite a poor overall team display, he to me was the one shining thing outside of Hugo obviously saving our ass and saving two points. Uh, Christian Romero for me was was instrumental in showing again that hey i'm a top top defender and i think in a couple years he could be one of the best defenders in the premier league you know he's shown he's got all the capabilities mentally there um i maybe once he gets a little bit more comfortable with the team he'll have more confidence to to boss us around and and we can listen to him maybe so that's my final thought is i'm thankful we have Christian Romero. Obviously, I'm thankful we have Youngman Daddy. Uh, without him, he was also the only other bright, if you could say bright, thing in the in the first half. So, big up Christian Romero. Thank you for being a part of Tottenham. Also, this is a P.S. Like a little extra to my final thought. If we get your, I I I, I was thinking about it today. I, you know, if we end up in fifth and we get Europa, we still get European Knights, right? It's still okay. It's better than Conference League. It's better than finishing seventh, question mark? I guess. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Technically. That's the final. Think about that. Comment. Definitely leave us a comment on the YouTube section. Is it? Is it? Is it okay if we get Europa? Is it okay if we get fifth? It's still an improvement off seventh. We're not in, not in the Conference League. Yeah, I don't know. What what about you, buddy? What's your final parting thought? Man, my final thought is just going to try to get over this one for this week um, and hope for the best against Leicester, man. Like I said, if there is one thing to be positive about, it's that Arsenal are are playing on the road at West Ham next weekend. But then again, they've just beaten Chelsea and Man United. One of them was on the road. So just hopeful at this point. All we can do is hope it's now not in our hands anymore. We are no longer in control of our destiny. So at this point... You just got to hope for the best. Hope for the best. Hope for the best, my friend. We can only hope. We can only hope. Thank you guys for listening to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. If you are interested in supporting us, click that link down below, anchor.fm slash United Spurs of America. We will appreciate excuse me, any and all donations down below. Join us and be a sponsor of the channel and the pod as well. Click that like and hit that subscribe button if you are listening on YouTube. And as always, hit us with that follow on Spotify or wherever you enjoy your podcasting needs. But until then, for Jacob, I'm Michael. Up the lads. And Jacob? Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Please. Come on.
please. <laughs>